Welcome to The Aaron Evans Show. Aaron is a local real estate broker and owner, top producer, and has sold over a quarter billion dollars of real estate in Hawaii. She is also the wife of a retired military veteran, mother, and womanpreneur. Join us as Aaron interviews other successful and motivating entrepreneurs, sharing their stories in business and life. Welcome to the Aaron Evans Show. We are here with Lydia Champion Peterson today doing part two of two. Uh, last episode, we were part one speaking about Lydia overcoming challenges with diversity, inclusion, and equality. So starting off as a specialist in the Army, she's now an executive director with the Department of Defense contracting company, and she's no stranger to overcoming obstacles in male-dominated industries. So now as much as the badass boss babe that she is, um, it was back in 2018, so just two years ago, that there was about to be a significant change in their family dynamics when their youngest child approached her to use a different name and pronoun um, that he identifies with. So, you know, ironically enough, just yesterday, one of our, the top Hollywood stories was about Ellen Page, who is now referenced as Elliot Page, um, came out as transgender non-binary. So thank you for being back. I appreciate your time. And basically I'm gonna give you the floor and I, we would love to hear about your story, which is, you know, Jace's journey, really. So thanks for coming, Lydia. And we look uh, forward to hearing about how it started and where you're at today. Yeah, thank you, Erin. I appreciate you uh, having me back on the show. Um, this is important to me because I, I think um, having a voice uh, to, to kind of go through uh, what others might be experiencing and not know, you know, or feel alone, and, and you're not alone. Um, this is a really challenging time for family and where a family really comes together. Mm -hmm. um, we, we experienced uh, several different uh, challenges with behaviors and um, just feelings and emotions and all of those things that you think about when a big change like that comes into play, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. um, my youngest, who was 11 years old at the time, came to me uh, after I had taken them out on a, a huge um, uh, spring break vacation that we had and it was just the, the girls, right? And I'll say that. Um, it's, it's a changing point in our time, but my husband was actually in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. He was in um, um, some training for the Air Force, so he was away. Uh, and uh, we had a we went to California. He was in San Antonio. We are from Colorado Springs. Um, we went to California where I grew up, mm -hmm. and I just took him to all the different uh, um, amusement parks, and, mm -hmm. and, had, and I had a great time. But I noticed that he was a little. He wasn't himself mm -hmm. and I, I, I was worried, but he, he seemed to be in a dark place. I couldn't figure out why and, and it was dark where he was sad. Like I could feel that he was sad. I could really feel the sadness and I couldn't pinpoint what it was. Just your mom intuition yeah. coming out that something's not quite right. Right. 
But incidentally, my kids, um, they knew. They, they, they had already, um, you know, talked about their plan and their trend, how they were going to tell me, you know, what was happening in front mm-hmm. of me, right? So uh, the youngest uh, came to me and said, Mom, I need you to call me Jace. And I need you to use the right pronouns. So meaning um, he identifies as being male. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so those are the, the pronouns that I need to, to use with him going forward. And I said, okay, you know, as, as a mom, I'm like, okay, I got to process this. What the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. And I always knew he was, he was a tomboy and, and I was prepared for, you know, protecting a, a child in today's society where you're not with the norm, right? So, you know, being um, uh, a lesbian or being gay, um, I was okay with it because that was more, to me, um, something kind of that was the more norm. common. No, of course. Yeah. 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 But I had no idea about transgender, mm-hmm. you know, and so that was like a whole nother thing that I had to, to learn and educate myself on because if I'm going to protect my child, I need to understand how to protect my child. Yeah. But I mean, I'll tell Absolutely. you, I went straight into mama bear mode because as a mom, that's, mm-hmm. you know, my job is to protect my child Yeah, and make, mm-hmm. make sure that they're happy. And, you know, I think in our first episode, we talked about how there was a realization that what my idea of uh, happiness mm-hmm. was not my children's idea of happiness. And then this is another whole nother level of, right. of what that is. And, you know, they knew about it and they were collaborating for years on how they were going to tell us. But it was years. Yeah, it was years because, wow. you know, and I'll tell you why I figured out it was years because they, they worked on a path to communicate with us and they, they, they vetted things with us before they actually said, okay, we're going to go down this path. And when I say vetted, my, my, my son, my youngest was five years old when he mm-hmm. asked me a question and he said, mom, um, why did God make me a girl? At five. At five. At five. At five. So, and you know, I'm thinking, oh, okay. how cute. That's a, yeah. You know, and I was like, oh, because, you know, God wanted to grace me with a beautiful gift and beautiful baby girl is what I got. <clears throat> and so, uh, he he took that and he took it with stride and kind of you know stopped with pressing because he he was like oh she's not ready to hear this right well because he's five right so I don't you know that it seems like a very simple and innocent question and you gave a really great response but that probably wasn't the response that he was looking for it was not was right. not and then and then um you know as he got a little older other things would come into play and he liked uh motocross um he played guitar he did all he carried himself um very masculine he dressed very masculine um he entertained us with um a lot of resistance to wear a dress um so there were three really big moments where he wore a dress mm-hmm. um one was his his sister's uh, pageant where she was competing um in national american miss mm-hmm. and then uh, another time was my sister's uh, wedding 
And then the final time that he wore a dress was his first communion. So we were actually, you know, doing the practice sessions and he said, mom, can you ask if we have to wear a dress? I was like, sure, I'll ask the question. And we just got this <laughs> response from the congregation. It was just like, really? <laughs> we're like, never mind, we'll wear a dress, you know? So, you know, he- Catholic he, church. Catholic church, yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, he, he did the pictures, he did all of those things. And you know, I look back on it and I'm like, oh my gosh, it was, he was so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. you know, in that, because he always recognized and identified with being a boy. Um, and I looked at it as, I mean, it's a tomboy, you know, I've been mm-hmm. a tomboy, you know, I wore tough skins and played with Tonka trucks. I get it. It's a, it's a phase. You're going to go through it and, you know, mm-hmm. you'll be fine. But it's a phase, it's a, right? It's a phase. It's a phase. Yeah. But again, it's like, you know, where I grew up, you know, and I grew up in the seventies and, um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't common. And I, I know like going through high school, we had friends that, you know, were coming out and, and that was hard for them. But mm-hmm. um, after, after, you know, several years, I mean, this is, it's more common, mm-hmm. but being, being transgender wasn't so much, at least in my, my social kind of group, if you will. And so there was a lot of education I had to do to understand what we were walking into and and Mm -hmm. where we were at Mm -hmm. and you know how do I protect my 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 child and um what I found out was my my two kids were really trying to figure out the best way to tell mom and dad but it got to a point where my son could not take it anymore because um his body was changing and he was not happy with his body so you know it's forming you know um uh, up top and then he actually went through Um, puberty at a very you know young age and um body dysphoria Mm -hmm. was a term that he used with me and I was like what the heck is body dysphoria and so because when I think body dysphoria we're I mean right off the top of my head I'm thinking of like the negative self-image of you know overweight and body shaming and things like that nature not necessarily different bold different body parts, you know, identifying as a different sex in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have had no idea. And so I I was like, wow, I need to educate myself on so many different levels. So I spent, gosh, probably weeks after that on YouTube. Uh, I looked at, I mean, Facebook has a great network for like um, parents of uh, transgender children and, you know, just trying to understand like terminologies and dead naming like you don't use their previous name and you know what that means to them and so you dead know, okay we'll share with us dead naming so you don't really ever discuss or bring up or mention their previous name that they were born with right because right? it, it's very gender specific right, right. And, and so that that presents some some challenges and then they get you know it, it it wears on their own identity, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's not who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I, I probably am saying this all the wrong way, but I, you know, still being a, a parent of a transgender child is new to me and I'm doing the best that I can to make sure that I support my child um, and give him the opportunity to grow, thrive and, and be happy. Because mm-hmm. um, that's my job as a parent. That, that's exactly how I see it is that that's my job as a parent right Mm -hmm. and um you know I did 
I, I learned about it. I watched the YouTube videos that he was educating himself on okay. um, because he was like, okay, mom, I can start doing testosterone at this age and I can do all of, you know, he, he had it planned out, you know? And wow. Okay. So it's not like he just came to you one day and said, mm -hmm. you know what, mom, I really feel like I've been trapped in the, uh, the wrong body all this time. And just, I, I want to fix this or change it. It was obviously a lot of education and learning and um, I guess just really going through the whole process first before he even presented it to you. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he was, he, and I, I thought about it and I'm like, oh my God, this child's courage and tenacity and um, you know, his own strength that he has is, is beyond his years, in my opinion, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't know that I could have navigated as well as he did. And, you know, so I owed it to him. I felt I owed it to him to make sure he had a good path to be the best person that he could be. Right. Um, because I mean, just as a parent, that's, that's what you're there to do is make mm -hmm. sure your child is the best person they can be. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So one of the things that I did, cause he was transitioning out of um, elementary school into middle school. Mm. So okay. I made appointments with his um, new school mm -hmm. um, to talk to the principal, to talk to the counselor, talk to um, their teachers about um, where he's going to be, what he needs, um, what's available to him. And, you know, to my surprise, this child knew the statutes in Colorado for what his rights are as a transgender population. Wow. And so he, he was prepared. He did his homework. He's very well educated. He did his homework. So this wasn't an overnight decision. No. Clearly. Yeah. He had, he had it, um, like I said, he had it mapped out. And then finally, you know, I, I kind of covered those grounds in terms of like school and making sure that he had what he needed. I um, called my husband and I said, you know what, I don't know exactly where you're at with this, but you don't really have time to think about it. What you have time to do is educate yourself and how you're going to support your child. And so, um, you know, you can, you can be on board or, you know, you're going to get on board somehow. Right. right because, because right. you know, the other part is, you know, when your 11 year old child says, mom, do you want to have a um, live son or a dead daughter? How do you respond to that? Wow, like yeah. that—that's a profound and just like it gives you goosebumps thinking. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's huge. So you stop, and you really have to reflect and go. This isn't about me. This isn't about anybody else except for you. So yes. let's help you navigate through this. And what do you need? So I guess initially, when you you were talking to your husband because you said he was overseas or not overseas. Sorry, he was on a training um, Air Force training exercise mm -hmm. how did that conversation go with him um you know he you know he was he was on board in terms of getting himself educated uh he he understood that this is where we were at and um uh, i think i think being away gave him some time to really think about um how he could continue to support you know our our child in this transition so you had to share this over the phone. Did you FaceTime? Mm -hmm. Did you video? Did you call um, him? It was over the phone okay. and, we, and we did talk and we prepared um, like a, a communication to our family and our friends that said, look, 
this is where we're at. This is the position that we're taking. If you're not on board, completely understand, but we can't have you in our life either because we need to make sure that our child has um, a, a positive environment to continue to grow and, and thrive and be the best person that he can be, right? And, and um, you know, if you wanna be judgmental or if you have your opinion, I can't stop you from that. That's your opinion and that's your, you know, where you come from. Mm -hmm. And I, I respect that, but I also need you to reciprocate and respect where I'm at. And right now where I'm at is protecting my child. So, um, Honestly, I really wow, have no. That's really big. Like yeah. that's really big to make this statement and be like, okay, you're on board or you're not, and it's out of respect. It's out of mutual respect. Yeah. You know, I understand if you're not, and that's okay. But this yeah. is our position, and mm -hmm. you're not. And 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 I also shared with him. I said, look, this is this is a change for us too. Mm -hmm. So we have come up with a a safe word. And so if we misgender, because misgendering somebody who's transitioning or who's, is a transgender is not a good thing either. So we had a safe word that um, instead of Jace being rude to people because he, he felt that, you know, if, if you misgendered him, it was, you know, you wasn't nice. So he wasn't going to be nice back. Mm -hmm. So well, we can't be like that because you have to give me, you have to cut your family some slack because for 11 years, you were this person mm -hmm. and we use these pronouns with you. So I need a little bit of time to transition to. Mm -hmm. And so we came up with a safe word that said, you know, when he used that word, it meant we we use the wrong terminology with him. Okay. So that's Just like that level of uncomfortable. Yeah. And comfortness. So, so that safe yeah. word, and we shared it with our friends. I said, Hey, if you come over, you know, you know, we want you in our lives. Um, but if you, you come over and, and you use the wrong terminology, you may hear Jace say check. 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 So check is your safe word. Check is the safe word. And do you feel like most families typically have safe words or is this something that's maybe new and progressing? You know, I, I don't know. It was just, it was just a, uh, something that came, we came up with that was easier for us to uh, not have to say, hey, you just misgendered my child again. Can you, you know, check yourself? And so I said, okay, let's just use the word check. And that just means, you know, hey, let's reset mm -hmm. and, you know, move forward from there. So that worked out okay. Now, honestly, I really have not used the other pronouns for about three years. Um, and it's, it's almost like I almost cannot envision him um, as the other gender. Mm -hmm. you know, and he had long blonde hair and, mm -hmm. you know, it, he, but he was still very, very masculine and, and um, enjoyed, um, you know, Spider-Man was his thing. And like I said, he played guitar, he mowed rode motocross mm -hmm. um, and, and just really enjoyed hanging out with his dad and doing dad things, you know? And so- um, Or what would be identified as male- Yeah, male things. Yeah, boy male things, things boy yeah. things. Go hang out in the garage. <laughs> but, you know, I'm so proud of my children because they, they really took care of each other. and. And when my, when my daughter, you know, she, I, I feel, I think bad for her because she came to us in confidence and said, mom, I really think you need to consider, 
and we kind of shut her down. Consider what? So she came forward to say, consider. Consider that, you know, Jace. May not just be gay. There may be something more like Jace may not be a lesbian at that point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and she would tell me, she's like, I hear him at night crying. I hear him. I hear him, um, um, you know, sad Mm -hmm. and I want to protect him, but um, you know, I need you guys' help to do that. So I mean, she was in tears. Um, she would send me long text messages. Uh, and, and so, you know, it helped me really realize and figure out that this is so impactful to my children. And uh, I had to do something, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of how I was brought up, regardless of, you know, what society says or where we live and, and what's acceptable. You know, I threw all that aside and said, you know, what's acceptable? What's acceptable is me protecting my child. And um, I will say, Jace appreciates that his parents have been as supportive as we have. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we we even tried like going to pride parades and celebrations. Mm -hmm. And while it was, um, you know, out there and, and we learned a lot my son was like this is this is great it's really entertaining but <laughs> I'm just Jace I'm just I'm just an 11 year old boy you know and I'm gonna go play football and I want to use the boys bathroom and I want to you know um, be one of the boys and I also learned out I learned recently that uh, when we would go out I noticed he was very soft-spoken or he didn't want to speak and I learned recently that it was because he was embarrassed of his voice. Mm-hmm. He, he felt he had a really feminine voice. And so he, he was embarrassed of it. But uh, right before he turned 14, so he turns 14 uh, in a few days. Days, yeah, yeah. soon. Um, mm-hmm. we, we took him to the True Center uh, for the last couple of years where he's been monitored by a physician and okay. you know has gone through counseling has gone through um uh, uh a therapist uh, to make sure you know this is who he is he's confident in who he is and then we started hormone therapy now mm-hmm. i know there are moms and dads out there that don't agree um and that's okay but we made a decision with our child um and we're at where we're at and I honestly have never seen my child as happy as he is today. Um, his voice, he's, he's starting to, his voice is starting to change and he's super happy. He loves talking now. Like you can't <laughs> shut him up, you know? Um, so he's coming excited. into his own. He's coming into who he feels like he was meant to be, but has been so subdued and not the right person for so long. Yeah. Oh gosh. So all the lessons learned, um, listen to your kids, you know, as young as they can be, Mm -hmm. they, they still are their own persons. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, it's not, not everyone's, you know, path that they're going to take, but I would just say, listen, listen to your kids. And I know, you know, as a mom, you want to provide, um, a better life for them than what you had, but what you think is a better life Mm -hmm. isn't always, their same understanding and so you know listen to your kids um observe 
your children and and you know just I know we get busy in life and things happen and um, you know we're always trying to to move forward and, and get things done but take some time out to just stop and reflect ask your kids their opinion and you know um, have them chat with you um, right. I think it's so profound and you know it really gave me um, some time to reflect about where we are as a family because uh, it has brought us a lot closer uh, as a family um, I think trust is is greater than it's ever been mm-hmm. um, and uh, there's a greater appreciation for individuality mm-hmm. uh, for uniqueness like well I say you know be your authentic self and mm-hmm. I know that's like a big kind of buzzword right now but yes being authentic means, right. it means so much to us as a family mm-hmm. right um, so yeah that that's been our our path for the last uh, few years and you know if there are any parents out there that are are embarking on this journey um i know it's hard but there are there are people out there that have gone through it too or going through it Mm -hmm. um you're not alone and you know you're doing the right thing by listening you're doing the right thing by you know being a parent being there for them be present um and listen and listen yeah be present and listen now, can I ask, did you actually lose anybody along the way? Like, was there anybody that you got pushback from? Because I mean, growing up, like you said, you were kind of in a, a more strict Catholic household. So I think with that adaptation, you may have encountered some pushback. Yeah, actually from my family, I would say not so much. Okay. You know, I think there was a level of education and awareness that mm-hmm. like, because we kept getting books about being lesbian. I'm like, no, they're not lesbian. <laughs> so even, even my 11 year old at the time was like, look, it's not about um, what's between the legs. It's what's between the ears. Right. So mm-hmm. gender. Yeah. Right. Versus mm-hmm. sexuality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so there was a difference and, you know, he, at 11, he's trying to educate some adults on, on these things, right? <laughs> which is weird all in itself, but it is what it is. Yeah. Right. And, and so to me, it's, it's acutely aware of mm-hmm. who he is and, and where he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but we, we have had some um, friends that, have kind of you know just kind of kind of faded away okay okay distance a little bit Mm -hmm. just because it's you know they're either very very religious or they have other you know um strong beliefs and you know like I said it's fine I respect them too um I have no reason not to but I have every reason to protect my child so and I will continue to do that until I can't anymore um and then I hope that you know when I'm no longer here that they know that I'm still protecting them. That's that's what I'd like for them to to know and, and realize. So. I love it. I love it. Well, Mama Bear, you're doing a great job. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. And it, it's great because I, I feel like this is starting to become a journey that a lot more people are going to be coming forth with. And like you shared, there's there's YouTube videos and there's support groups on you know Facebook and whatnot. And I feel like as people are coming out more to discuss this, you're you're going to see more people finally becoming more comfortable with themselves. I mean, you have to think even back in the 70s and 80s when, you know, 
gay, lesbian, all that, it was, it was still very taboo, especially, you know, you look at in England, you have these huge celebrities like Freddie Mercury, for example, and it was just, and nobody ever really discussed it. It was observed. It was, (laughs) they figured, however, but he would not come out and openly say that because in England, you know, that was still not appropriate. Um, So I feel like we're in a whole new generation. I mean, it is is 2020 and people have their voices and you being such a strong advocate for Jace, I feel like, I mean, he's completely blessed to have a family that is open, supportive, educating, and just being the voices and the faces to, to help bring this to society. So I love it. What a, what a great position. I mean, honestly, he couldn't ask for a better family to be surrounded <laughs> with. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today and sharing your information with us. So again, this is Lydia, Lydia Champion <laughs> Peterson, who is joining us today with her uh, story about Jace's journey um, going through their family diversity, being transgender. So If you have any questions or comments about our show, we would love to hear from you. The number is 808-468-1700. Everybody stay safe and have a great upcoming holiday season. Look forward to hearing from you soon. If you are looking to buy, sell, invest, or launch your real estate career, you can reach Aaron at 808-468-1700. 